Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we will do the news. Yep. What we've been playing. Mm-hmm. And for our main topic, board game sequels. Do we need them? Do we need them? How many of them is too many? How many is too many? And are publishers going back to the well a little too often? Yeah. Uh, there, there's a few examples of that that... We'll get to. We'll get into, yeah. But uh, let's start with what we've been playing. Um, we played a game. I think I only played one. I think you only played one uh, as well. And that was a roll... Well, it wasn't a roll and write. A flip and write called uh, Get On Board. Yes. This is the North American version of Let's Make a Bus Road uh, by Sashi and Sashi. Uh, it was fun. I, I liked it. It's really interesting. So the way this game works is you have a big board in front of you. Um, and every player has a little sheet in front of them. And this is where you keep track of your score. Your goal is to make a route around your around the board in front of you um, with your tokens and get you know, collect people and places to get points. You also have your own little route card that you can get that if you get to all three of those places, you get 10 points. Um, and everything adds up and multiplies to get more points how how the what's interesting about it and how the tracks work is cards are flipped and they're tickets they have a color and a number on them yeah and and every player's board is different but that will match up to a certain uh orientation of t- of tiles it, of it's a certain you uh, what you can place yeah and what you're putting down on the main board is basically roads in Catan. uh and it's you have 12 cards, 12 tickets that you flip over. So that's how long the game lasts. Yep. And there's six different shapes that you can put out on the board, or six different ways you can put your routes on the board. Uh, single straight, double straight, triple straight. Uh, either two turns or one turn. And then there's the one that's either two straight or a turn. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's got the same ones, but... In different, like, different yeah. tiles will give you different ones. Yeah, it's, like you a, always get something kind of different. A two for me is different for you, different for everybody at the table. All of us had something different. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, the way you go through is, is just as you collect things, you score points. Yeah, everything you drive through yeah. gets you something. Uh, so you're always scoring points for the most part. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is some interaction where if I have taken a route and you go on there, you could possibly lose a point for that. You're creating traffic. Yeah, like if you have two bus routes up, up against each other, you have to, you know, lose a point, basically. Yeah, th- this one is was announced a while ago and finally hit distribution. And so I grabbed it because we like our roll and write slash flip and writes. And I put it right up there with some of the better ones. I don't think it's my favorite by any means. Yeah, but it's unique but for it's sure. But it's unique and interesting. Yeah. Okay, I also played a game mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Uh, we played Teo to Tawaken. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, I think that's pronounced somewhat similar. Uh, this is one of the T-series. Uh, it's a rondelle. You're going around the outside moving your dice one to three spaces. 
Where they land, you have to usually play Coco, pay Coco for however many dice are there, including your own, or however many colors are there. Right. Uh, and you're building a pyramid in the middle, you're putting decorations on it, you're moving up three tracks, and collecting resources. Really interesting game. Uh, really difficult. Or I, I would mm-hmm. say this is a heavier game. Uh, probably one of the heaviest of the T-Series. I, I know there's some that, there's a m- magic one that's supposed to be even heavier, but this this one is probably what I would say the heaviest mm-hmm. of the ones that I've At played that and, own. I, yeah. and own and enjoy. Uh, Jordan has all the expansions. We only played with the base game and a couple of minor ones where uh, you can change the board up a little bit. Right. Uh, played with Norm, who had never played before. Adam, who's played a couple of times, but, you know, he plays every... 18 months, whether he needs to or not. Uh, <laughs> Jordan crushed us. Uh-huh. Again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not do well. I think I finished third. But I have a really good time playing this one, and it's it, it's like a lot of the games we talk about on the show. When we get them back to the table, we're like, God, we need to play that again. And then I go out and buy eight more games. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where I, at some point... You know, we need to play the stuff we own. Yeah, it is a known problem for our family. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's Teotihuacan. Uh, that's all I played last week as well. Yeah, we had a... a, a Bit of a lull. Yeah, didn't play and, as many games. It was and, a busy week. And this week may not be great because I'm heading out of town. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the news. Yes, let me pull up my news. There's some leftover from last week and a few new things this week, which you're welcome to join in on. Okay. Um, let's start with, uh, this is new, This was last week, uh, Renegade Studios had announced a pre-order for a game called Birdwatcher. Oh, um, that's the one that I, I saw the title and I'm like, Wingspan? Yeah, I know, I thought the same thing, but it's not related. Uh, the way, way this one's supposed to work is that you're somehow luring the birds... And then taking photos of them and then publishing them. But you're you're releasing the birds. You're luring them to take pictures of them. You're not <laughs> hunting the birds, I should clarify. You're getting them near you so that you can take photos of them and publish them. So we're not making quail, is what you're saying? No, okay. no. You're just taking pictures of the birds. Okay. Uh, besides that, though, there wasn't much information about it out there. Um, but, you know, apparently birds are the new thing. It. Th- there's lots of newer uh themes or subjects in games and, uh-huh. I, and i love to see it uh wingspan they had to wait a long enough time to do another bird game because wingspan is so popular yeah yeah like if they if somebody would have came out with another game a bird theme game like four months after wingspan everybody would be see, like they're just copying i, I mean they would have but i yeah. would also argue that a game that comes out closer means they were being created at the same time, whereas a game that comes out years after is actually more likely to be a copy. It, it, it is very much more likely to be a copy. But uh, we don't know it's going to be a copy. It could be a complete... How many games in use World War II as their game, right? Exactly. Like, it, it's, it's not necessarily... We're not saying it's going to be a copy. It's just there's not a lot of bird games out there. Well, and that's exactly it. There's not that many bird games, and what, you know, what can you do with that theme, right? Yeah. Anyway, sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, one from WizKids called Atlantic Robot League was announced. Um, yeah, <laughs> so the way this is, what this is, is you are placing bets on bot fights, mech fights. 
And, and you're creating the robots as well, aren't you? Um, you can kind of. Um, there, there was things about how you can influence the outcome. Like you place the bets, but then you, after the next, like the next round is basically like influencing, yeah, maybe buying parts, but influencing yeah. them in ways to try and make the fight go in your favor. Yep. Um, it doesn't sound like one of, I would like, but it's kind of a neat concept. Yeah. Hard, hard to say how they do the bidding, right? If yeah. It, if it becomes auctiony. Betting is always, like, I, I never like betting because it's always like, well, I could just lose. And, you know, the more money you have, the more money you can make. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that one's from WizKids. One I'm sure you'll love uh, is a sequel to Exploding Kittens called Zombie Kittens. <laughs> Again, there was nothing about this game on how, I've never played Exploding Kittens. I have. It has a follow, it has a following as a party game. Um, and this is zombie kittens, so they can come back to life, it sounds like. Yeah, this... It, it's... As you say, a party game, not not my favorite. I, I've played it. Uh, I would never say I had a lot of fun playing it, just because mm -hmm. just the rules are very poorly written, and... Playing it just didn't seem to make sense to me, or there wasn't a purpose to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, on to one that sounds a bit more interesting. Um, it's a game from Holy Grail Games. Okay. Who, last week I remembered what else they do, and this week I can't remember what else they've done. But it's a real-time dexterity game, which means Jordan will be terrible at it if we ever play it. Shaky? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, so the way this works, it's called Ra Railroad Madness. Okay. The description that they gave is that there you have actual plastic trains on wheels. You have 15 seconds to pick up discs on on it's not, maybe on a track of some kind. As you roll by them, you pick up discs and stack them on your train. Um, and if they fall off, then you get a penalty or you don't get to pick them back up. Like you have to pause. And when you pass other players' stations, you have to pay money, which I think are these discs to them. So. You have a, I think you have a couple rounds of these, but it just sounded very interesting to me, the idea of having, like, these discs on on the table and just rolling around trying to pick them up without having them fall off. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking out for that one for when more comes out about it, but that was announced, and yeah. I just think it's interesting. It, it's going to be a quick game, most likely, yeah, like a small sure. game, but, you know, it could be fun. Well, most real-time games are quick. They yeah. usually have a time limit of five to ten minutes, and then you play again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last one from last week is the Spiel preview. So Spiel oh, yeah. preview came out. There's like literally 250 games on it um, from many different publishers, not all in English. So, you know, had got to knock a couple of those out. But I wrote down a couple of the ones that sound interesting okay. and might be worth looking at. Uh, so there's the Castles of Mad King Ludwig Collector's Edition is going to be there. Um, apparently they're doing a collect. I had no idea they were doing I think they might have announced it at the same time. It was but... on Kickstarter. Oh, okay. And so it's just, I think this is shipping, basically. Yeah. So that's going to be there. Um, founders of Teotihuacan. Yeah, that one just hit retail yeah. here. Didn't didn't get good reviews. Okay, well, it's going to be there. Um, expansion for uh, Tawantin Su so Suyu. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, Yes, I'm curious so, on so that So there's one. an expansion of that one being played there, and I like that game, so I'm interested. Yeah. 
Um, one that made me laugh a bit. Uh, so, Fog of Love. You yes. know the game? Um, I've never played the game. Nope. But it's, I think, a relationship-based game where, like, you're... You're, you're in a relationship and you're both working towards this a goal. A goal, basically. yeah. Um, there's another one coming out, and it's called Love on Lockdown. So it is, it is it is absolutely what you're thinking. It is based off of the pandemic lockdown in this style of game. Okay. So, made me laugh a bit. Could be good. Could be too real. Not sure. I'm always hesitant about games and things that are very focused on kind of a small or a very particular moment. Yeah. But then again, we're back to World War II. Exactly. Lots of World War II games. Yeah. So, makes sense and, there'd be pandemic I, games. And I haven't seen zombies yet. Nope, no zombies yet. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, expansion for Sagrada is going to be there. Another expansion. Oh, the third one of that series. Or this, I think there was three, and I think I have two of the three. Yeah, so there's going to be another expansion for that one there. I did not yeah. write down the name, just that there yeah, was, it was a certain expansion. Yeah, it was Life, Passion, and something else, and I can't remember what the third one was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then one that we actually backed, uh, Flamecraft. And by we, I mean you. Flamecraft. So that, that one will be there. That one has shipped, as far as I know. Uh-huh. Uh, so that one isn't too far. I have a few that have shipped recently. Nice. That, yeah. Because I have uh, the expansions for uh, Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Uh, the sequel to Awkward Guest, Scandalo, mm -hmm. is coming right away. And then that one. Yeah. I think uh, for me... Uh, the you dice. should have uh, what the uh, ardent one too. The ardent one. Art ardent no. Splendor. Oh no, Splendor Vale. Yeah, I think that one comes out much later. Okay. That one's not going to be shipping soon. No, the other one I have is Dice Hospital, the sequel to that one. Oh yes, uh, Dice, dice theme, theme Park. Park. That's going to be the most recent one to ship. It hasn't shipped yet, but I think we're pretty close at this point. Yeah. Um, but Splendor Vale, I think, is going to be a bit later in the year. Okay, I saw. Uh, like, look like a production copy, but... I oh, okay, yeah, not. I hadn't heard any... They haven't told us anything about shipping. Okay. Uh, on to the news for this week. Like I said, not very much. Um, I really just have three big things that I saw. Okay. Uh, first off, following up last week when Days of Wonder announced another game, they've announced another Ticket to Ride. Uh, <laughs> Ticket to Ride Ghost Train. It's a Halloween-themed. Okay. Halloween spooky season Is themed. it big box or is it, like, is it a map pack? Or is uh, it one of the small box ones like New York and Paris? It didn't say. Okay. It just said that, like, you're going to be going from kind of, think, attractions almost, like, spooky attractions rather than cities. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's coming out in September slash October, depending on where you are. And it's Halloween themed. Okay. Which, you know, I have Halloween, I have pumpkin trains for our ticket to ride. So, it would match. Yeah, I haven't heard this so yeah, i'm curious it I'll must have come out today um bigger one reiner knizia's amun Ra. yep um the 20th anniversary edition is i think up on kickstarter uh game found game found sorry yeah sorry crowdfunding yeah this one is an auction game uh so i sort of toned out after that uh, although he has done the only auction game that i enjoy which is raw uh -huh. so yeah, I mean, I apparently it's pretty popular, this. and it's 20 years old, and they're doing uh, revamped art and everything for it, so yeah, people Vincent are Detroit. kind of... Yeah, people are kind of excited. Yeah. Uh, and last one for me, this one I thought would get you riled up, uh, Capstone Games 
Uh, they have announced memberships called Capstone Plus. Uh, and it is, so it's a, it's a subscription service-ish. Um, $20 per year. You get 20% off on their website. Okay. Uh, and priority shipping when you do orders. And then access to a member newsletter, which has, like, as most newsletters advertise, you know, like, special deals and stuff like that. Um, with the fine print that, like, you pay per year, but if you cancel partway through the year, it doesn't, like, continue until the end of the year type thing. Okay. Um, and it automatically renews until you cancel it and stuff like that, but... So it's like the Stonemeyer Champion that I just uh, got? Maybe. I hadn't heard it's, about the Stonemeyer one. It's identical. Oh, okay, it is yeah. what it sounds like. Uh, I got it because I got the Viticulture uh, wine crate, and it saved me the same amount of money that I paid. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, you buy on their websites, you get pre-orders, you get, you get a bunch of stuff, and you get your newsletters. You know, good on them if people do it. Uh, their games have always been more expensive than what we can get them for. Right. Uh, where the Stonemeyer ones, I can actually order it and, you know, not not come out behind. Right, yeah. So I just thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, we're yeah. doing memberships for board game companies now, are we? All yeah. right, cool. Priority shipping, all right. There's a few of them that do it, but not too, too many. Uh Capstone does a lot of, they do a lot of Euros, right? And they do a lot of good games, but their their shipping has always been ridiculous because they don't have a partner that ships out of the can, out of Canada for them. Right. Uh, so for us, it doesn't make any sense, but maybe if you're in the States, it does. Yeah. I mean, $20 a year isn't really that bad. It's, so. it's minimal, considering what I pay for streaming services. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, that's what I got for the news. You got anything to add? That's all I can think of. Uh, there's none that I thought you missed. Uh... Again, when I went looking, I saw so many duplicates from last week, so I guess last week was all the news, and this week yeah. was just nothing. Yeah, like, there was Dice Tower East was on the weekend, or last week, like, four or five days, uh, but no big announcements came out of it that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Gen Con's coming up right away. Yeah, uh, we'll get more out of that's that. That's where you get a lot of the announcements. Yeah, I think last week the, the Spiel preview was the big thing that came out, so. Yes. Okay, you're listening to Board on the Air. I'm David. And, and I am Shay. And this is CFCR. Uh, we're going to go into our main topic. Uh, we got way more time to talk about this than we usually do. Yeah, well, the news wasn't big, and we yeah. didn't play any and games. We didn't play any games, exactly. So you get what, to hear us talk more. We are going to talk about going to the well too many times. Yes, sequels in board games. Just like sequels in movies. How many are too many? Yeah, there's. There's different ways that publishers do them. It, there's the basic version, like the Azuls. You know, uh -huh. they're all called Azul, and then they have something in behind it. They're spins on the same mechanic. Yep. Uh, and the first one was... The first game was great. Second one... I didn't like the second one at all. Second one has some quirks. I still play it. Third one I really enjoyed. Really like the third one. I haven't played the fourth one because of all the videos I watch on it. Just it, it makes it look like Calico, and, and I like Calico, but I don't need a second Calico. It's fair. So unless somebody has it, I don't think I will play that one. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the clever series that we talked about in the news last week. Yep. Uh, that's so clever. Twice as clever. Clever cubed. 
and... Clever forever. Clever forever. You roll dice, you take two dice, you put them on your board, or you use those numbers, and you move on. Same thing. Same mechanic. Uh, one of the more interesting ones was uh, Voy Voyages of Marco Polo. They did a Voyages of Marco Polo and two. a Voyages of Marco Polo 2. Yeah, like they, they literally named it the same thing. Yeah. I never heard much about that game. It's supposed to be great. I like the first one a lot, and the second one's supposed to be a little bit more streamlined. Okay. Uh, it's, it's probably the only game I know or series that I know that they did a 2, right? Yeah, because it, it was different because, like... And we should clarify the difference between sequels, like we're talking about, and expansions, reprints, yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's not a reprint where, even something like Puerto Rico, right, where, like, the next one coming out is kind of a sequel, but the thing is, it's it's really more of a refresh, or a reprint, re than a re-theming, yeah. than a sequel. Um, or just games that, like Wingspan even, that come out with multiple expansions that add on to it, same yeah. with Everdell, stuff like that, that comes out with these expansions. It's it's not those that we're talking about. It's really games that specifically, they are full games that come out afterwards, yeah, it's, it's but they're using, games. they're using the same style of mechanic or the name from a previous game, usually one that's done really well, to sell it. Yes. Um, I would include the West Kingdom series in this. Well... That was the next series. Yeah. Next ones I was going to go to are the ones that they're they're trilogies, and, but they change up the mechanic from game to game to yeah. game, right? I would just say series. When we say trilogies, you're talking yeah. about one specific, or well, a, a couple specific games, yeah. but really it's it's series of games. Yeah, because he's did the North series, he's done the West series, and next is the South Tigris. Yeah. Right. So he he has done this as well. Well, and things like near and far. Um, now or never, stuff like that. Yep, that's another trilogy. Uh, Above and Below, Near and Far, and Now or Never the, are the three of that trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I am not as hard on the people that do those because they are standalone games. They are based in the same world or same region, yeah. but the games change from time They're to time. They're quite different, yeah. right? Like, I think it definitely goes down. Like, those games, they t each game tends to be pretty different, but maybe they're set in the same world. You could say things like Gloomhaven and Founders of Gloomhaven and, and uh, Jaws of the Lion. They're all set in the same world, but yep. they are different games. Um, and then you get something that's like Azul, where they are using... You can find the base mechanic, right? That's basically yep. the same. And you get the idea where each of them are coming from. However... Each game does have something different to it, right? Not much, but they are different. Yeah, there's a spin to it. Yeah. Right? And then the clever series in games like that where it's really just um, the same game repackaged. Maybe one or two things changed, but really the, the same thing. You could do, say call the same thing with games that use IPs where they're almost like the same game but modified for a, yeah, like, a different uh, story. Your game. Where is what, it? Betrayal? Betrayal in the House on the Hill. Yeah. You know, then there was the Betrayal at uh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And then Betrayal at Scooby-Doo Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Right? Same game, different theme. Well, and, I mean, not not this same category, but uh, the Sherlock Holmes games that I have. Yes. Those are also multiple games, right? But they're sequels. They're really just... You can think of it like books. It's a book series. Yeah. I'd put that in with, like, the West Kingdom, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Or maybe Azul. 
The thing is, is that they are it, the it's same more game. cases. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's but they're not quite expansions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you can pick up any of the three and yeah, play and it. play it by itself. Yeah. But it's not an expansion for yeah. each. Uh, Pandemic Legacies. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've only played most of the first one. Uh, second one is supposed to be a take on that. And the third one, it goes back to the Cold War. It's completely different. Yeah. yeah. So they've... I'm, I'm really curious to get to those ones. Yeah. Because uh, I'm the second one, from what I know, is you're building the map. Yeah. And honestly, the Cold War one just sounds so interesting. Yeah. But I'm going to play them in order. Yes. But I can't wait. For sure. Uh, and then there are games that are all set in the same world, but are really not sequels at all. And the one I'm seeing in front of me is Roleplayer. Mm-hmm. Right? There's Roleplayer Adventures, Roleplayer Cartographers, Roleplayer Roleplayer. Yeah. Uh, Roleplayer Lockup. Yeah. And they just announced a new one today, which was the one piece of the news I missed. It's Dragon or something okay. like that. Well, and one I just mentioned, um, Founders of Gloomhaven yeah. is not the same game as Gloomhaven. No. Uh, but it is the same world. It is based loosely in the same world. I mean, it has the same name. It has the same <laughs> name in it, and I think he regrets doing that to this day, because everybody was like, oh, Gloomhaven, and yeah. bought it, and was like... It actually was pretty fun. We didn't finish it, but it was pretty fun. I, I really want to get it back to the table yeah. and play a full game. We got got sidetracked middle, yeah, mid middle game. Yeah, middle game. Uh, it's a tech tree game, and it was a lot of fun, and I like where you're borrowing resources, but that's neither here nor so, there. So, <laughs> let's get to the main point of this. We've talked yeah. about examples. Now, how? which ones are bad? Which ones are good? When do they go too far? I, I think when you get to a game called Clever Forever, <laughs> it's gone too far. You think four games is too many? I, I think four games is too many, and I think in the Azul's world four games is too many as well because whether you're spinning the mechanic you can only spin it so far yeah until you're actually changing it and it's no longer as good i would agree i mean the i think the reason games like the um near and far series or sorry the above and below i guess it was the first one yeah. and the the kingdom series or the the west and north yeah the reason those work is because they're not trying to uh build off of one game that succeeded yep um they're they're like they have a plan and they're all different games but they all kind of work together as a bundle whereas games like the azuls and the clever series they really took that first game and were like ah oh, we did well here well why don't we do another one and you're like okay well maybe i can get behind that and they're like what if we do another one it's like well, okay well you know maybe but then you start kind of going like like, how many movies are we in at this point? Yeah. Like, can we can we, can yeah. we stop now? At, at, at what time does Vin Diesel jump the canyon yeah. with the shark? And yeah, right? when are we? When have we gone too far? And I think those are the ones that get me. Like, of of any of the categories, it's the ones that really are just playing off of the name yeah. rather than trying to be something different. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the ones that just retheme the same game? With minor changes. So you're talking like, what, like IP reprints? Or? Well, there's, there's the Betrayal Now, so the hell. Right, yeah. But the other one I'm seeing right next to it is Gaia Project, which is really a retheming of Terra Mystica. See, Gaia Project, I've never played. I've never played Terra Mystica either. So okay. I don't have much example there. The Betrayal series, 
I don't mind it, but that might just be this specific one. And the yep. reason I say that is, is specifically for Scooby-Doo, they made it to be a simpler, easier version of the game as well. They did. Which I think has its place. I, I think it's a better game. It's much more streamlined. Yeah. Um, so I would argue in there, no problem. Yeah. But I could definitely see that if all you're trying to do is, you know, re basically reskin it, it depends what reasons you're doing it for. Yeah. And I think I'm still okay with the ones that they're standalones and they're like expansions, but you can buy any of them, yeah. jump in at any point, and you're not missing out on anything. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, like with, as we said, with the Sherlock Holmes yeah. and also the Micro Macro ones. They're Absolutely, doing the same yeah. Thing, right? So, yeah, that, that's where I stand on I this. agree, yeah. Hey, right, I'm David. And I'm Shay. Talk to you next week. Have a good night.